Hello, I'm Lee Harris, and for the past several years, I've been running a course called Empaths and Narcissists, a power dynamic and how to recover from it. It's a video course designed to support you to recover from any kind of relationship where you've given your power away. The course has now helped thousands of people over the years to clarify their situation, change direction, rebuild themselves and regain their power, confidence, and their true identity. It's interesting because narcissistic abuse has become a big topic the last several years. And I think it's very easy for any of us to just point the finger and label people as narcissists. But the truth is, it's more complex than that. And this dynamic is going round. So at any particular moment, we can each have narcissistic tendencies or behave empathically. I created this course because time and time again, I was meeting and working with so many people who had found themselves entangled in this kind of unhealthy dynamic. They didn't know what had happened to them or how to recover from it. But they also didn't know what to look for and rebuild in themselves to avoid walking back into something like this in the future. I had my own experiences around this dynamic in my own personal life too. So the course is born of personal experience, but also my experience of working one-on-one -on -one with clients and groups around the world for over a decade where this topic would repeatedly reveal itself. So for 2023, we are launching the course again this March. Enrollment will be open for one month only so that my team and I can support you as you move through the process. It's all delivered via videos, audio, and worksheets that can help you with the integration and the learning. You can go at your own pace and revisit any of the material at any time because you'll have lifetime access. I'll do a live Q&A broadcast so that you can submit your questions and I'll answer as many as I can. We also have several bonus interviews with people who have particular experience and expertise around this topic. The course has been called the most powerful healing course that I offer, and we've had consistently wonderful feedback from previous students who have attested that the course has improved their relationships, their understanding, their self-esteem, and their sense of who they are in the world. So as someone who needed to refine that in myself at a couple of points in my life, I'm really happy to be able to be offering this course again. And if you have found yourself in a difficult relationship, the results from the course can be profound. When you figure out how you got yourself into giving your power away in the first place and to recover from the fact that you did, you can help yourself avoid ever doing it again in the future. So I hope you'll join us for Empaths and Narcissists 2023. If it feels resonant to you, you can click the link below to find out more details about the full course and whether you're joining us or not, I wish you love and luck with your recovery journey. Hello, welcome to How to Deal with a Narcissist as an Empath. So for the 16 years I was doing private sessions with people as an intuitive, I came across this dynamic of empaths and narcissists over and over again. 
I had also had my own relationship dynamics in my life that had shown me how imbalanced and some would say toxic some of the relationships I got myself into were. These days we hear the word narcissist a lot. It flies around out there in the world and it's something that we're looking at as a syndrome. And to me, whenever you're thinking about this topic, there are usually a couple of things or traps that we can fall into. There can be the trap of diagnosing other people as narcissists. There are people out there who have full-blown narcissistic personality disorder. And there are going to be a set of circumstances you are going to have to operate within in order to have any kind of relationship with someone who has that disorder. But then there is the energetic imprint of narcissism. And that's something that can affect all of us. It's when we decide that we want something over someone else's desire and we're going to push our will toward that. So you might not identify as a narcissist and you might not see many narcissists in your outside life, but there will be this narcissistic tendency, this thread that runs through our society. So whenever you're wondering, am I dealing with a narcissist, there can be this tendency to want to diagnose the other person. But what I recognized in all my years of working with people is we so often don't diagnose ourselves. And I don't mean as a narcissist, but I do mean what part of us and who we are and the way that we see the world or the way that we're choosing to see the world is getting us into these very unhealthy dynamics. The tendency to point the finger at the other person can be strong. And certainly there are many cases where you may have been victimized by somebody out there in your life who has behaved in a very narcissistic way to you. And you will need to recover and recover yourself, grieve, go through whatever healing you need to, to get to a point where you feel you have moved beyond it. But underneath all of that, underneath all of those circumstances, the most important and fundamental key that I have seen for all of the people that I have worked with on this issue or encountered around this issue, and even in my own personal life and healing journey, are we willing to change? Are we willing to take a good look at ourselves and our behaviors and our belief systems, especially as people who identify as empathic? If you identify as empathic, someone who feels the energy of another person, has a strong sense of emotion, there are certain patterns that we get ourselves caught up in. And often it can be getting into one of these unhealthy relationship dynamics that breaks the spell for us. So even though your journey with whatever your narcissistic relationship has been might have been very painful for you and you might still be in it right now, if you're able to do the healing work required on yourself and allow yourself to change, when you come out the other side of this dynamic, you'll see that this person or people in your life are asking you to wake up to something in you that is the perfect fit for that unhealthy dynamic. And when you do wake up to it, and when you do recover, and when you do start to change, you no longer attract that kind of energy into your life. And if you do attract it, it is no longer able to get under your skin. So we're gonna have a look at a couple of these 
aspects today. So the bottom line on how to deal with a narcissist is fairly simple. Boundaries, clear communication, and consistency. If someone is behaving in a narcissistic way toward you, if you can have good boundaries around what is acceptable to you and what isn't, good boundaries around your own values, meaning I don't like it when people speak to me in a judgmental or aggressive way, and if you can communicate that clearly to the person and be consistent and stick to your message, then in general, dealing with the narcissist for you just becomes something that you can flow through and it doesn't cause you too much distress, too much pain, too much anguish. But usually, we don't arrive at that point without looking at a few aspects of ourselves that may have been the things that got us into some of these unhealthy relationships in the first place. So let's look at a few of those now. Number one, know who they are without illusion. One of the tendencies that empaths will have around narcissistic relationships or narcissistic people in their life is we will tend to make excuses in our head as to why this person is behaving this way or make excuses for them in the moment that really aren't that valid. Often we justify this by saying to ourselves, well, if I just change my behavior a little bit or maybe I should stay in this a bit longer just in case they change, we give ourselves the illusion of hope because it makes us feel better. And we don't necessarily want to deal with the pain or the trauma of realizing that the person that we're engaged with isn't bringing to the relationship perhaps the same love, the same empathy, the same joy that we are. Whenever you see an empathic and narcissistic dynamic at work, it tends to be that the empath is either bringing all of the love, all of the caring, all of the giving, and the narcissist is taking as much of that as possible. Now, it's always a little more nuanced than that. It's not usually that black and white. But when you really start to ask yourself, do I really want to be the one to fan the flame of love by myself in this relationship? Is that really what I want? Or am I kidding myself, giving myself the illusion of hope? They will change. If I love them a bit more, maybe that will make them more loving toward me. I know they had a terrible childhood, so I'm just going to love them through it because the healer in me can't resist fixating on this wound that I can feel in them or that I can sense in them. So sometimes there is a little bit of a reversal of narcissism in this, the idea that we can fix, we can heal. If we love a bit more, the situation will change. So this is us loving or being in relationship with the narcissist with some illusionary beliefs. We think it will change. We hope it will change. We justify their bad behavior because of bad things that happen to them, all the while ignoring what we are experiencing in the relationship, minimizing what we are experiencing. So, oh, I feel really upset about the way that they just spoke to me, but you know what? It's okay. I'll, I'll get over it. I'll go and just take a moment to myself to pull myself together because I know they've had a really hard day. Are you in an equal and balanced relationship? Or are you convincing yourself to stay small and play small so that they 
don't have to change. There are three questions you can ask yourself if you're wondering, am I in a narcissistic relationship dynamic? And again, remember, sometimes we are in a relationship with someone who has full-blown narcissistic personality disorder. And other times, we're in a version of that. We're in an unhealthy dynamic, which is why I like to differentiate between the two. It's very easy to just call someone else a narcissist and point the finger at them without really looking at the nuance of the relationship. So, a first good question for you to ask if you aren't sure what kind of relationship you are in is, how does this person make you feel when you are with them? How does this person make you feel when you are with them? And if you can answer, yeah, I feel pretty good most of the time, and I feel pretty balanced, and I feel pretty even, and yeah, it's, it's, it's fine or it's good. That's a pretty good answer. But for many of us, the answer will be different. We might say, well, I had an amazing Sunday with them and it was just the best and I felt really alive. But then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was awful. They were really upset and they were being quite mean to me and I know why they were doing it. They just were having a bad day. But So pay attention. How are you feeling in this relationship? most of the time? Are you in fight, flight, or freeze mode? Do you feel like you have to tread on eggshells around this person? Do you relish the happy moments because you never know when they're going to come along again and you never know when things are going to go bad? So just ask yourself honestly, how does being in this relationship make me feel most of the time? And your answer to that will be very illuminating and the step toward understanding the kind of dynamic you've found yourself in. Number two, do their words and promises line up with their behaviors and actions? Do their words and promises line up with their behaviors and actions? Many people who have narcissistic personality disorder will promise you one thing, and then do something entirely different. And when you question them about it, or if you remind them of what they originally said, they will gaslight you. They will say to you, oh, I never said that, or no, you're remembering it wrongly. And if they have enough power in this relationship, if they have enough power over you, you're going to be nervous to push them. They may be very abusive. They may be verbally abusive. They may be physically abusive. There may be other ways they find to punish you so that eventually you learn not to question their behaviors. And the reason you will start questioning their behaviors is because usually what they say they will do, what they promise they will do, will not line up with what they actually do. So this is a very important thing to pay attention to, is what they're promising you or saying to you lining up with their behavior. Are their words and their actions the same thing? It's a good thing to just take note of and make an assessment for yourself and see what the answer is to that question. The third question to ask yourself is, do they support or enhance your life? Do they support or enhance your life? This is a great thing to ask ourselves about any relationship. You know, most of us want to be in relationships where we can feel or believe that we are supporting or enhancing our friend or our family member 
of course it's going to ebb and flow. There might be one day your friend supports you, another day you support them. There is usually a natural ebb and flow in a relationship, but often when you are in an unhealthy dynamic like empaths and narcissists often find themselves in, the answer to the question, do they support or enhance my life, can be a very complicated one. If we go back to illusion, we can start to say, well, they do support my life because I haven't had a relationship before and they say they've loved me like no one's ever loved me. The stories we start telling ourselves about what's actually going on can be very different if we're in some illusionary beliefs to what's actually happening. Ways that we can notice does someone support or enhance our life is to ask ourselves, do we feel like we are heard? We are seen? Do we feel like our needs, our wants are respected? Maybe someone can't give us our needs or our wants all of the time, but do we feel that they're respected and that they're included at some level in the relationship? Or does the relationship feel very much like a one-way street? Are you giving all the energy into the relationship and receiving very little back? It's unfortunately very common for those of us who find ourselves in these dynamics that we get drained. We start to lose energy. We sometimes have to cut off from our friends and family members because they often threaten this person in our life. Particularly if it's a romantic relationship, this is quite common you will be asked to isolate yourself from people who support and enhance your life. Because while they are around, it makes it far easier for the narcissistic figure in your life to get all the attention from you and get all the energy from you and have greater control over you. So when thinking about this person, you're wondering about, do they support or enhance your life? And be really honest with yourself about the answer. So. In the first section, I spoke about knowing who they are without illusion. So being very honest with ourselves about who this figure in our life is and seeing them without the rose-tinted glasses. Now we come to the flip side of that, knowing who we are without illusion, seeing ourselves without the rose-tinted glasses that it might be more comfortable for us to wear. So a good question to ask yourself is, is this the first time I have found myself in a difficult relationship dynamic. Is this the first time I have found myself in a difficult relationship dynamic? You know, my first relationships that, that had this energy template, if you like, they were romantic relationships. And I was in my early 20s and they were not good relationships at all. They were very unhealthy, but when I was honest with myself in the years following, I could see the seeds in my life of why I had chosen these people. I could see the seeds of my low self-esteem and my low self-esteem as a person, but particularly around romantic relationships, around feeling lovable. So there were elements in my childhood of bullying or of people who I'd let have power over me there were multiple elements in my earlier life that coalesced into these difficult relationships I went through. These difficult relationships became a kind of superpower of elements of unhealthy relationship dynamics that had showed up in my life earlier. Now, for some of you, 
this might be a really easy question. You might go, oh yeah, I grew up in an abusive household. I grew up with a parent who was unstable. I grew up in a house where I wasn't loved. I was kind of forgotten about and my parents kind of abandoned me and once they got divorced, they just didn't really pay attention to me. They didn't have room for me. So I learned to work really hard to get their attention. I learned to be a really good person. I learned to do what I could for them so that I could feel some attention or some energy from them. So I created this pattern of giving, 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 serving, serving, serving. So usually when we look at prior times in our life, we can start to see the elements that allowed us to abandon ourselves so much and put ourselves into a very unhealthy dynamic. And some of you might say, well, actually, Lee, this kind of crept up on me. It didn't start that way. It started really romantically and I thought they loved me. But energy senses, another person can sense in your energy field that there is a fit here. So even if you didn't see it at the beginning, there was something that they could see in you that fitted with their need to dominate, to control, to take. And there was something in you that recognized one or all of those three things and you knew how to play into them. So as the relationship progressed, it revealed itself. Now, you may say, yeah, mine wasn't a romantic relationship. I was born into a family where narcissism was what I was experiencing or I went through it with a boss in this job that I had a few years ago. But there's always something within us that lines up perfectly to allow us to dance in that kind of dynamic. So it's a good question to ask yourself. The other thing to consider is when did you last abandon yourself? And this links back to what I was just saying. There may have been many relationships in your life where you were asked to abandon yourself in order to serve the other person. Or maybe you have a spiritual belief about it. I've met many empaths who will say, yeah, I think I'm here to bring love and healing to others, but I also see them suffering in their own life and not knowing how to allow themselves to receive. So when did you last abandon yourself? Why are your needs and wants less important than this person that you found yourself in a relationship with? Or why are your needs and wants something that historically you have found very difficult to include in a relationship? One of the most difficult questions that I have asked people when I've worked with them on this issue is, why is this person's needs, wants, and desires more important than your own? And usually they can give me a list of why they want to serve this other person's needs, wants, and desires. But it's usually a lot harder for them to include their own or even believe that their own should be considered because of the unhealthy dynamic they found themselves in. So a good question to ask yourself, why am I allowing the needs, desires, and wants of this person in my life to be superior to my own? And usually that's a question we have to dig into to really get to the bottom of. The third element when you are trying to deal with a narcissist or figure out how to deal with a narcissist is where is your support coming from? Where is your support coming from? 
you know, one of the most disabling things about being in a narcissistic dynamic is we're usually alone. We're usually quite isolated. We either feel isolated within ourselves because our confidence has been eroded, our self-esteem has been eroded. We lose ourselves when we're in these kinds of dynamics. I know in my last big one, it took me really 18 months to start to come back from what I had subjected myself to and been subjected to. So the reason it's so important to know where your support is coming from is isolation and trying to go this alone makes it very, very difficult. And that's usually the prison that we have found ourselves in within this dynamic. So whether it's knowing who your loved ones and friends are and who you can call on, even if you've burned some bridges, Perhaps there has been a scenario where you haven't been able to stay in touch as much as you'd like. And remember, it may have been confusing to the people that you've had to lose contact with if that's your story. You can always go back and explain what happened and what you're going through and just say, hey, can we be friends? I would love to be friends. I'm trying to recover and love it if I can just share a little bit about this with you. But if you don't have that, there are all kinds of supports that we can find. We can find professional help. We can find resources, whether it's in the form of free videos all over the internet that give us information and clarity and aha moments. We can take a course or a journey that helps us with this issue. Don't try and go it alone because usually your isolation has already set in to such a degree that one of the healing remedies that you need for this kind of dynamic is to connect with others and to feel supported and to feel loved and to not feel isolated. So knowing who your support systems are and finding them, identifying them, bringing them into your life, be they people or be they things, is really important. So in conclusion, the question I would really ask you if you have chosen to watch this video because you're trying to deal with a narcissist in your life or you're perhaps recovering from trying to deal with a narcissist is, are you willing to change? Because that's what it comes down to. I know for a long time, I wanted them to change. I thought maybe I could change them. I thought maybe they would change, maybe some scenario, but that actually wasn't the change that was required. It was in me and I'm really grateful I did because I grew through the experiences and really some of those most difficult experiences I went through are the foundation for who I am today. So if I could go back in time now, I wouldn't change any of it. However, at the time I was in it, I would have done anything to crawl out of my skin because it was so painful. But what I hadn't yet worked out was that the biggest change journey was going to come in me and from me. Are you willing to change the way that you operate so that you no longer attract or interact with narcissistic behaviors in the way that you have so far? If you want to win, be seen as right, or win the fight with the narcissist, or receive an apology from them, and you're determined and you're holding on to all of those desires, you will lose because you can't win. None of those things will repair you. Even if they apologize, even if they mean it, it's not going to change what went on inside you while you were in this tug of war with another soul, with another spirit.
So one of the most important things for all of us to do to reclaim our freedom is to let go of the fight with the narcissist, to no longer make it about them and put the focus on ourselves. At the end of my Empaths Narcissists course, one of the big things that I speak about, because it's the pattern I saw with everyone I work with and it's the same pattern I had to move through in myself, we're often attracted to the narcissist's power or charisma. There are other aspects too, but there is a power, a magnetism that attracts us to the narcissist in the first place for those of us who walk towards the narcissist and weren't born into a family like that. But really what's going on is some part of us has abandoned our own power, abandoned our own charisma. And that doesn't mean in an extrovert way. It just means magnetic joy for life, magnetic ability to be in the room. You might be an introvert and you can still have a lot of charisma. Charisma is not a showy display necessarily. It's just a way of connecting with the world. So often we have abandoned those parts of ourselves and we're attracted to the narcissistic figures in our life because that's what they appear to be showing or promising when we first encounter them. And not only do we get disappointed when we find out that it's hollow on the inside, what we then have to do is reclaim it for ourselves. So understand that there's a reason that we're attracted to these figures. There's a reason that aspects of these figures can be very appealing to us. But who we're really looking for is who we are. So if you can let go of the fight with the narcissist, and that's very literal, you probably won't win if you are in a fight with a narcissist until you figure out how to walk away and live your life on your own terms. So just a few things for you to consider as you navigate your journey of dealing with a narcissist or narcissistic behavior. But the one thing I've seen time and time again is the power is in you, not in them. And often these relationships are the catalyst we need to really dig deep inside and recover lost parts of ourselves that we didn't know existed. Thank you for tuning in to this video. I hope some of it has given you aha moments or some clarity, and I really wish you love and luck with your recovery journey. If you wish to take a deeper dive with me on this topic and go through my Empaths and Narcissists recovery course, please join me in the community for this special 2023 edition of the course. I created the course back in 2018. It's one of the most popular courses I have ever offered and we've added material to it in recent years and I will be doing a live Q&A to conclude the recovery journey. So if you feel to join us or want to know more information about what the course will offer you, please click the link below the video and take good care of yourself.